Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, whatever they did to the processing on these microphones is, um, at first I really, really liked it. Now I'm like, it sounds really weird in my headphones. Tell me what this Jason means. Jason said the same thing. Yeah, it's very bizarre. At first, I was like, "Ooh, this sounds full," and now it sounds real tinny and weird. I so don't. This know. is something that the listener wouldn't hear, but you hear in your headphones. Is I'm that hoping. Right? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I don't hear it. You don't, don't hear any difference. No, I don't hear any difference with mine. Wow. So it must be something they did in that studio. Huh. Yeah. Oh, Donna, anyway, I'm listen, we'll just, we'll sorry. march on. Don't worry about it. All right, fine. It's not echoing. It's not coming back to you. No. Okay, that's just the only very, thing that I could control over it's here. It's very strange. Okay. Okay, a little uh, peek inside behind the curtain here. <laughs> it's fun to be back there, yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, oh, what's do you have that? pants on? What's... I am wearing pants. Are you wearing a shirt, Steve? I'm fully clothed right now. Oh, yep. wow. That's a nice change. I kind of iced out the house. You know, today's going to be very hot. What's our high going up to today? A gazillion? Let's take a look. I'm going to 95, he says. Oh. Yeah, that's not hot. good. That's real hot. I was going to so, mow the lawn today. Well, that ain't going to happen. No, go it's ahead, already like the city on me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Bob. Let's Fill not up your do day that. however you want. What's your Ted? Who's your Who's your neighbor? Whatever. Oh, One of the guys. Who's the, who's the? There's every every neighborhood has the yard guy who's like out there every Thursday at eight, you know nine a.m. That'd be Ted. Oh Ted, yeah, I know it's Ted. It Ted. <laughs> Just chill out today, Ted. Um, but it's so hot outside, so I stepped outside. It's really muggy and thick already. And then the inside, um, I think I may I, I feels so cold by comparison. So I am in like a flannel and a shirt on and pants. Oh. Oh. That sounds real cozy. What are you ladies wearing? Um, yeah. A t-shirt, leggings. Nice. You know, I'm my game is so not not strong right now. Yeah, it's oh. not. I'm just throwing on anything. Hmm. There's no like five the people here. It's not like clients are coming in and out. You and go to the I lunch room. That used to be the place to see to you know see and be seen. And now it's yeah. like I'm just going to grab my <laughs> to go ca- container and head back. Yeah. You just hear crickets when you walk now, through there now. I think, I think you can, I don't know, I shouldn't say, I think in our cafeteria now, and if you are re-entering the workforce, wherever you might be listening from, maybe they've changed the rules on you too. I think you can eat in there now, 
But you have to... Have you seen how they set up the tables? The social distancing tables? I guess I really didn't notice. Okay, so today when you walk through, you'll notice that they have like two square tables butted against each other. So now it makes a rectangle. Oh, math this early. And then there's uh, just two chairs at the heads of the table. And then there's a circle table where there's only two seats. So the two seats is the maximum group that you can do. So the three of us could not get lunch together. Well, in even, even in our conference room... Um, it says maximum capacity two. Whoa. Yeah. Sheesh. The pretty one. You know. Oh, the one on the third floor. Yeah, the fancy one on our floor. We have a fancy. Oh, the one in sales. Oh yes, it's so pretty. Oh, no, yes. Steve. Which the one? one by the lobby. It's very beautiful. It just got oh, redone. Yes. It's gorgeous. That's the fishbowl. It's just a glass wall. You can see right through, and it's where if you like to have public meetings, it's a great place to have one. If you have one other person in mind that you would like to invite. (laughs) Jim, let's meet here. Uh, So what did everybody do this weekend? Dawn, something exciting happened for you. Well, on Friday, if you remember, uh, Donna came in and tried to ruin my day by telling me that I had a flat tire. Actually, the brutal. Super sweet security guard, James, was like, I can't get a hold of her. Can you please tell her? Uh, So um, MC came by. He... um, Changed the tire, put he the did? donut on. Yes, where'd you find it? It was underneath the car, like under, oh. like under. I was suspe- wondering. It's so okay. weird, yeah. So weird. Finally, and I have some weird aftermarket tires that why somebody would put that on a PT Cruiser, I don't know. But <laughs> oh anyway, they need a special key to unlock the lug oh, nuts, yeah. and you have to have one. You can't just get one That's right. because people steal tires. So anyway, yeah. my mechanic had to order me this. It was really put on tight. Needless to say, he finally got the tire changed after Uh, dripping sweat. Poor guy. And then, I mean, I know how to do it myself, but it was so nice of him to do it for me. Um, And then I was like, do I really want to invest money in, you know, fixing this tire? Mm -hmm. Not only that, my windshield is cracked. And I don't Mine have too. air conditioning. Oh, oh. My air conditioner went out, and I was like, well, that's going to suck in the summer. Well, now uh, it's summer. It's summer. And then Today. it's also making a noise like I'm landing a 747. There's These something with four, the engine. Four important For good things. reasons, I think, when combined, <laughs> yeah. to maybe consider a different option. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have been, I am very cautious when I buy things. Like, it took me six months to buy a laptop. Oh, or a laptop. Six months? Steve. Yes, Are those Steve, called laptops? Yeah. Like, you use them in a laboratory? Okay, moving yeah. on. So, uh, so I, uh, it was hard for me to make that leap and so do it. So you do it. paralysis by analysis. You're looking at review, 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 oh, review. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm crazy about that when I make a big purchase. So I had already been looking at a car before. And oh. they're, they're not, they don't make them anymore, and they're kind of hard to find sometimes. But it's a Honda, and it's a great car. And I had a great experience. It only took me an hour. Whoa. That's awesome. It was great. You went on a, wow. you took it out for a test drive? I did. I everything? took it out on a test drive. I mean, overall, minus the test drive, probably an hour and 15 minutes. A okay. private party or did you you buy this from a uh, from a dealer? From from Walzer, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, Shout in Burnsville. Wow. Yeah, they were so nice and Brandon was great and I had a great experience. It was, you know, they have all their social distancing rules that they're still, they're following. Yep. So it made it feel safe. He was very far away from me and wearing a mask. So we couldn't really see each other, you know, as far as what our, I couldn't show him my smile. So I'm smiling now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want you to smile with your eyes. Smile with your eyes. I wonder if we should bring walkie talkies back. Since people are going to be so far away when we're talking to them. Because my neighbor was talking to me the other day with a mask on and she was kind of being a little bit of a low talker. And I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. 
Yeah. I have no idea. I just heard, and I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, right. I don't know what she said. She could have said, you know. Well, that her dog's sick or something. Yes. She's and I'm like, uh, You're just smizing back at her. Ah. Yes. Smizing. Yes. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> that's Joanna. awesome, That's exciting. Dog. Yeah. Nice. I'm a lot oh. better about driving to work in the dark. Good. So exciting when you yes. get a new car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. What an exciting feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you're almost looking for an errand to run. Oh, you know what? I should, I'll run back to the store. Did I forget that? I'll run. I'll, yeah, let me go back. <laughs> yeah. Hop in the car. Oh, it feels so fun. Yeah. Oh, and it smells good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good one. Steve, how about you? Uh, just uh, yeah, you know, a couple projects around the house that leave me feeling like I've been in a car accident. My whole body hurts <laughs> oh, no. now. So oh. I, I start doing this thing. Upon completion of a job, and it could be a variety of things. I am limping. I like I'm t- like limping back and forth. I look like a weeble wobble. I'm just back and forth, and I'm grabbing the my lower back. Weird things hurt. I just I've learned now if I do a project that takes at least an hour. So it's got to be like a thorough or a project that requires some a little bit of manpower concentration. I just hurt now. I just hurt. I'm just a little baby. I'm a whiny little baby and I hurt. So I did a little project over the weekend and now I'm hurting. I'm hurting too. You are? I it almost kept me up half the night. Um, I don't know what I did. I first I was painting. Then I was Me trying, too. Oh my god! This wasn't yesterday though. This was oh. two weeks ago. I was trying to get that wallpaper right. off. Then I was mowing and squeezing the thing that makes the mower kind of, you know, gives it that little acceleration. Yeah. Was hurting my wrist, and then I was weeding, and I was just doing. I was weed whacking. Weed whack. And now I can't use my right hand for very much. Oh, my no. wrist is just throbbing and every time i go to like open a door i'm like oh oh that's a bugger so i have to switch hands god we're falling apart i know do you, use, do you use ice much i did last night i yeah, normally don't do good. any home remedies for any kind of pain i don't even mm. take advil i don't take anything the only thing i take is allergy medication oh gosh i do advil like it's a multivitamin oh, every morning good. Steve, hey really? donna well, just be careful. Why don't you be careful with your words? I'm sorry, but you know it can uh, adversely affect some of your internal organs just if you take too many at a time. And too I used often. to take uh, six at a time for six. my cramps. Wow, I used to do that. I four, but I, I do four. Six. Yeah, six. I know. And then my doctor said, "Please don't do that anymore. Please switch yeah. to." Tylenol. Tylenol and say, oh, thanks, doctor. Thank you for uh, um, prescribing to me the one that works worse. Well, I... Ibuprofen is better than Tylenol. Well, it depends. It depends. Yeah, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And, of course, Tylenol is very dangerous and can be deadly. Yeah. That can you know, affect your liver and the we are Advil, I believe, gloom. can affect your kidneys. Feels barely. like a good time oh. for us to remind anyone who's in the market for taking Tylenol or ibuprofen <laughs> to only do the dosage recommended Thank on the you. bottle. There Let you us go. Just be very okay. clear about and that. Definitely check with your doctor or your pharmacist. Okay. You know, you know who you should check with. Yeah, we're not doctors. Your, your butt doctor. All right, Steve. Oh, boy. <laughs> on Here that note, uh, when <laughs> we come back on the Donna and Steve show, uh, we've got some things that made us go, huh. I have a shocking fact about the author of that very famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Hmm. Was he a liar? <gasps> kind of, sort of. We'll get into it on things that make you go, huh, on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning and welcome. 
Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Don McLean also uh, oh. keeping keeping things under control. Mm-hmm. Once Steve? we get out of control. Hey, guys. What hey, are Steve? you doing? Growling? Just kind of grunting. Okay. Tap, tapping into my primal ancestors. Sure. I just did 23 and me, so. You want to know what will get me to not trust you if you're talking with me? Is if you say my name midway through the conversation. (laughs) Oh, boy. Because then I feel like you read Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, where it talks about remembering the name and saying the name again. And then I feel like at some point you're setting me up for a timeshare. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yes, I would like that. Steve, you know, Steve, that's a good point that you bring that up. <laughs> you know, some Steve, you're so, Steve, what's it like for you? I'm like, look, we're we're having coffee, we're looking at each other. I have a rule: if you're looking at the other person, don't say their name. I think, jeez, now I'm slippery you slope. Should we ever say anybody's name? With your with your spouse too. That's right. You're like, okay, Steve. Well, yeah. <laughs> especially if they call, usually call you hun oh, or yeah. babe. Yeah, and they're like, well, Donna, and you're like, what? Why are you Why'd saying you my, my name Donna? in a sentence? You drop the dish. What is it? Yeah. Fun. Uh, Dale Carnegie, the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, was not connected to the famous Carnegie family. Oh. His last name was spelled C-A-R-N-A-G-E-Y. Oh. Carnegie, the famous one, is uh, G-I-E at the end. And, you know, we say Carnegie. And I feel weird about that. I, you know, and I kind of do and I don't. I, because I say Carnegie Mellon. My dad went to Carnegie Mellon. But it's weird to say Carnegie Hall. You got to say Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. Any hoot, this Dale character changed the spelling of his last name to the other (gasps) Carnegies so that people would think he was related. Rude. Wow. That'd be like me changing my name to like LeBron Patterson, just hoping that people were like, "Huh." Oh my gosh! Wonder if he knows LeBron. Maybe he knows LeBron. Weird. I know, guys, and that's not the only fun thing I have for you today. <laughs> the star ratings on Netflix. You ever seen those up at the top? Mm-hmm. They are not based on other people's reviews. What are they They're... based on? <laughs> They're based on how much Netflix thinks that you will like a show or a movie based generally on previous things that you've watched. Oh, oh. I did not know that. Okay. Giving, giving very little like concern for if you liked what you watched. Maybe you watched eight clunkers in a row, and it's like, well, since you like those eight stupid movies, we think this is a 98% match. Do you? Yeah, okay, so they never ask you to rate a no. show, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I think they do. They what? do? They, or they do? used to. Yeah. Huh. I feel like I've done that before. You know, Don, I think that's a good point. See, it doesn't. I can't even see you, and it still feels weird saying names. We shouldn't say names anymore. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's yeah. my thing. 
No I, more names. I think it's best because I rarely remember people's names. Yeah, you know? right. And then I'm like, this is my friend. And then I just um, let them introduce themselves. Right. Everybody's on to you, though, because that's what everyone does. Oh. Okay, listen, I'm going to try something. Don, if, don't look at your computer screen. Okay. All right. And I just want you to answer to this. Clip for the next segment. But oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. That means that you're not looking ahead in my segment to try to cheat on these answers. Do no. whatever you need to do. Okay. But you have to answer these questions. Just quick, rattle them off. What is your favorite color? Red. What is your favorite number? Nine. Damn it. The uh, There's a psychology theory <laughs> called the Blue 7 phenomenon. Can you oh. tell where this is going? Where the average person <laughs> will say that their favorite color is blue and their favorite number is 7. But no one is exactly sure why those are both so popular. Well, don't you think it's because blue is such a generic color? Wow. Like, who doesn't like blue, right? Hmm. And 7 is lucky 7. Lucky number 7. Huh. Maybe, Donna, maybe you've now figured out what researchers previously couldn't. Thank you. Now this on Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage picked his last name based on the superhero character Luke Cage. Oh, because he's a Coppola, right? He, yes, he's a Coppola. Yeah. And his uncle, his uncle Frankie Ford Coppola, uh, of course, the director of The Godfather, which means he would be his aunt or aunt. If you're from Minnesota, do you guys say aunt or aunt? Aunt. I say aunt. I think it's an East Coast thing. Don, you're from the Midwest. Aunt. Aunt. I've st- aunt. I've dig, started dig dig dig. dig. <laughs> <laughs> Don That's is part right. of a Facebook uh, aunt colony. Yeah, where Don't human beings it. pretend to be ants, ants. <laughs> and they respond with comments like dig, dig and dig. lick, and lick, munch. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. And I've started shifting to aunt. I'll say I'll work aunt in here and there. Because a lot of people Me in Minnesota too. say aunt. Me too. Uh, Nicholas Cage, fun fact, his, yeah. um, I think it's his cousin, Mark Coppola, was a very, very popular DJ on a rock station in New York. Really? Yeah, Mark Coppola. Look at mice. Um, his aunt would be um, Adrian from, from Rocky. You know, she was also in The Godfather. Oh, I'm forgetting her name at the moment. Oh, I didn't know she was a Adrian Coppola. Barbo. Balboa? No. Barbo? No, that's Wait, someone hang else. On. Hang on. Wow, we're just talking now. Who played? Just kind of throw things out there. Who can played? I give you a fun? Uh, yes. Can I give you a fun fact before we? Uh, yeah, in you know, two do... seconds. Yeah. Prince Philip has a secret nickname for Queen Elizabeth. What is it? It's cabbage. Isn't that adorable? Uh, nope. It comes it's from not. the. Fr- Here's why. It comes from the French endearment. Mon Petit Show. Wait, Mon Petit Show. Okay. Mon Petit Show. Talia Shire played Adrian Mon in Petit Rock. Show. Okay, anyway. thanks. Okay. Uh, that is a way of saying my darling, but the English translation is Little Cabbage. Aww. I love that. <laughs> uh, so I learned something while watching CBS Sunday Morning yesterday. Oh. Dawn, you probably are so well aware of this. Oh, maybe not. Um, I just learned about the ghost light. Do you guys know about the ghost light? I do not know. About okay, it. so um, Mo Rocco was interviewing uh, a gentleman, or a few people actually, from the theater, uh, because Broadway is dark right now due to coronavirus. Right. Um, so one producer uh, started talking about the one thing that is uh, still happening on Broadway. The seats may be empty, the actors and crew nowhere to be seen, but every stage on Broadway has a lamp like the one behind me burning continuously. 
It's called a ghost light, and it's a tradition that goes back to the late 1800s. A ghost light is a light that stays on inside the theater, even when the house is dark, when a show's not going on, or when a show's not running. Producer and author Jennifer Ashley Tepper says a ghost light serves a practical function. When the show ends and the theater becomes dark, you have a light on so that the people that are visiting backstage, the people that are keeping up maintenance can have a way to see before the whole theater is lit again. As for the ghost part, the more romantic history of ghost lights is, of course, that they're lit so that the ghosts will either have company and be able to move around freely or to keep the ghosts away. So there's a lot of legends about that in the theater. Isn't that interesting? I, I did huh. not know this. Nor did I. They're burning right now. Like every theater has this light on the stage, like center stage. Right. And part of the reason is so people don't fall into the orchestra pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah, that's not fun. There's some other legends, though, about it. So... Obviously, there it stands um, downstage center, and it ensures like that nobody falls, like I said. But there are, are superstitious reasons. Like one superstition is that most theater ghosts are former actors themselves, and the ghost light gives them enough light to perform on the stage. And it's also considered bad luck not to allow the ghosts to do this at least once a week. Hence... Theaters usually only open, uh, are open on, uh, what, six days a week. Right. Mondays are usually dark. So they leave it dark for the ghost to perform. Then there's the contradictory superstition that the light is there to keep the ghosts and evil spirits away from the stage where they could do harm to the actors when they return. Then, but wait, there's more. There's an urban legend Probably not true that a burglar once broke into a theater and injured himself badly by falling off the stage in the dark. And then he sued the theater for injuries. So they always keep a light on to lessen any liability. Wow. Right? Heck. I didn't know this either. Like, uh, and I know, Dawn, you've done some theater. I wishing for um, wishing actors like to break a leg. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah, why do we say that not good luck again? I know there's a reason. I don't know. It's because whenever, like back in the vaudeville days, they crammed so many people on stage that the leg is the curtain on the side of the, you know, on the sides of the theater. Those are called legs. And if you could break past that, then you got paid. But they had so many people crammed in that sometimes you wouldn't even make it on stage. You're just sort of in the wings. Wow. Oh, my God. That's so I never knew that. So break a leg. Because it's bad luck to say good luck. Good luck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're not supposed to whistle backstage. Oh. Because I guess it used to confuse the stage hands. Um, I guess you can't say, I'm assuming this is Macbeth. Oh. Because it's cursed. Oh. So there's just like a whole, there's a whole bunch of um, theater traditions that you may not have known about unless you were in the theater. But the ghost light is the one superstition that's um, just also been a, obviously a modern uh, necessity. But it's just one single bulb left to burn. It's like on a stand. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's, I liken it to an IV. Because yeah. I'm old. I'm like, oh, you could just roll it from behind. Like a floor lamp. Right. Yeah. Right. That has wheels. It's and funny. Just... And if you're in ballet, you don't say break a leg. You say, I'm going to cuss right now in French. You say merde, which oh. is S. 
Oh, Even really? little tiny ballerinas say it. Why? Huh. Uh, because it's a French, the French ballerinas, right before they were going to perform, they were, it, it had to do with like nervousness and like, we're going to do this. And they'd say, oh, crap. Yes. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> oh. So that's what they say to each other. Married. Fun facts. Uh, that's what I got. Um, Dawn, you did something really cool over the weekend. I didn't realize this was over the weekend. Did mm-hmm. you did you take a cooking class? I did. Um, I've been really looking forward to this, but I didn't think it was appropriate to talk about because of everything that's been going on. But sure. Um, sure. I'd been saving my money to take a class in England with the Great British Bake Off stars. <gasps> what? They offer what? those. So I did a Zoom class with one of them. This really? This is a Zoom cooking class that, that anybody can do. Um, I have another one coming up in a couple of weeks. Wait a minute. What's the name of this person? Can Because I'm sort of on the outside looking in with the uh, Great British Baking Show and all those things. The name of this person, uh, her name is Karen Wright. Karen Wright Bakes is her name, and, and the whole the whole um, the whole program is called Bake with a Legend. They do classes oh. in England with all their well, not all of them, but certain Bake Off stars. And um, so I cooked. I'm not really a great cook or baker. My daughter is a chef, <laughs> in addition to right. a tattoo artist. So um, so it was kind of scary, but I made. Um, I made eclairs with her. It was oh. an hour and a half, and you had to do everything in advance. So I had to order things oh, that mm-hmm. I didn't have, like a digital scale for food. Right. Mm. And they do all of their measure, measure, measurements measurement. in the metric system. Oh. So I had to convert. Like, I, ca- I had a scale. I could have let you borrow it because it has both. Oh, it was only like 25 bucks. Nice. It's a great scale. Okay. But, but basically I had to convert all this stuff in advance and, and have it all ready. And I was pretty nervous. But it was fun because I got to meet... 15 other people from around the world that were also taking the class. So is there a limit on how many people? 16. Okay, so that is the max. Mm-hmm. And it's people from all over the world? Yeah. Did we, everybody speak English? Uh, yes. Um, we had some, uh, in in the States, we had like some people from Chicago, some from L.A. Um, Am I looking Seattle. at the right thing here? I, she is, I'm out on her uh, Twitter. She has a... And Eclair, I just wanted to make sure that it was the thing that was in my head. Chocolate on top. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, pastry. Yes. White cream in the middle. Yeah. Pastry on the bottom. Yeah, that's a mm. shoe. It's shoe pastry, which okay. you pipe out. And it's, it's, it's kind of a neat pastry because it puffs up and it's yes. hollow in the middle. So then oh. you cut it open like you were opening, like, a sub sandwich. Yeah, right? that's kind of what it looks like. you fill it with this... You fill it with uh, homemade cream and then uh, chocolate ganache on top. How many did you make? I made six. Hmm. Yeah. And Donna. they don't really keep, so I would have brought Donna, some in. did you hear that, huh? <laughs> it was in the huh. this kind of stuff anyway. I don't You're know exactly right, Don. No, now let, let me just clarify one thing. As the uh, Donna and Steve show with Donna's our producer continues to take form, um, just because Donna wouldn't eat it doesn't mean that she wouldn't be offended that you didn't think to ask her <laughs> oh, if she I wanted see. to eat it. You understand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm exactly. just playing. I'm yeah. just playing. So how'd they come out? Did they come out the way they were supposed yeah, to? Yeah, they did. Awesome. I, think, I think that I wanted them to be smaller, so I cut my piping bag smaller because I didn't want, like, a lot of times they're, like, as big as, like, a hot dog bun. That's yeah. what this, like that these much. look like, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted them to be a little, t- like, a little breadstick. So that's oh, yeah. how I made mine, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It 
was fun to see everybody cooking in the moment. And they're like, they would check in with me. They would be like, Don, how's your whipped cream? And then I would unmute my camera and show them. And we're all on, like, I can see what other people are doing. Some people got way behind and I wasn't one of those people for once. (laughs) So I was like, thank God I'm not like Charlie. Yeah. That is so fun. Did you, are you... Did you record any of it? It yes, I can. I have it recorded. And they sent it to me, oh so it's really neat. That's I might fun. Uh, ask if I can put some of that up. I'm sure they'd be fine with it, since you know any promotion for them is good. But it, you can find it on Instagram. Bake with a legend. Um, do you, and do you buy I, did you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, so is it is it an expensive entrance into this process? I feel like I've saved so much money during this pandemic by not right. going out that it was very affordable. I I bought two classes and it was a total of seventy five dollars. Oh, I think. Oh, that's, that's awesome. For two Great. classes, it's an hour and a half each. It was really sweet because there were two girls who were twelve that were doing it, oh. and they were friends. And they were supposed to, you know, one had moved away, and they were supposed to meet up this summer, and they can't. Oh. So Oh, one was man. in Chicago and one was in Seattle, I believe, and their mom let them do this. So we had two 12-year-olds baking together. Oh, so how through. do you know this? Did they do a little like uh, Q&A with yeah, you? They, they talked to everybody, kind of, like um, a little bit here and there. Uh, some people told a little bit of their story. Like one lady, her son was coming through Zoom. The same, you know, her son was in a different city, and so they oh, did it together. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Um, and then we had some, fr- like, uh, f- two friends, like brother and sister doing oh, this together. Oh, I love this idea. It, it, you know, and I've had such a hard it? time, because I didn't, I didn't have a lot of things to look forward to, and this was something to look that's forward so to. That's so great. Sorry, Steve. Did but... you shout out the Don and Steve show? Were you like, hey, you know, I'm I... pretty sure the Don and Steve show. I didn't Download the app. I didn't say what I did or anything like that. Steve, just... this show is to Dawn what it is to you. Your <laughs> second job. You know what I mean? This is a little thing of like, oh, I got to do that. This today. is your part-time gig. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn is sweating oh. bullets over there. How's oh, this going to go well? Dawn and I are like, oh, that's right. We got to do that show. That's right. Let's go in and do that real quick. Before... Well, that is really fun. That is very that's cool, great. Dawn. Yeah. Um, Bake with a legend is what it I is. I got very Insta. nervous. I like did my hair. All the measurements. Um, they they took a lot longer than I thought, um, and so I was gonna like do my hair really pretty and all this stuff because I was gonna be on camera. Yeah, but I started to run out of time and I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did it. That yeah. is so fun. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, we're gonna say something because we saw something, and by we I mean Dawn. <sighs> Interesting. Normal. There is a black author who is encouraging other black authors to share what they made for their publications. Um, we'll tell you why, right? Mm-hmm. When we come right back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Producer Dawn as well. She saw something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? If you see something, Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So, Rachel Lindsay, who was a bachelorette, has a thing or two to say, doesn't she, about um, about Bachelor? Yes, she does. Uh, she has been, she's felt that it, in the past, she was told to keep quiet about this. Just hush, hush, don't talk about this. But now she's saying 
that if they do not cast a black bachelor for season 25, she is out of the franchise. And season 25 is this next mm, season? I believe so. She huh. said that she doesn't want to really have anything to do with that. Now, she is the only lead black cast member. Right. Right. So it's that, just it, it's all it, on her shoulders. And, and she feels like she's not going to make appearances. She doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. It's really crazy when you think about how many seasons there have been, to her point, and that there has... And and by the way, I despise the show The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but I'm speaking up on just behalf of the fact that there hasn't been a black bachelor, that there's only been one black bachelorette. This is another one of these blind spots where we should just be more aware as white people, people thinking, what would that be like if a major show on national TV... Just never, you never felt like you were really represented. Right. I get it. It's, and it's crazy. It's crazy that there hasn't, that it's, there have been 20 plus seasons and there has never been. So I, I get it. And good for her. I mean, that's certainly her right. And she can do it that way. And, um, I, I think that the, the, the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise would want to keep her in the fold. Yeah, she says that when you're putting out something that is very whitewashed and doesn't have any type of color in it, and you're not trying to be effective and change that, I think that's uh, that they have to, at this point, give us a Black Bachelor for season 25. I don't know how you don't. It bothers me that certain things have happened that we just say, oh, hush, hush, and uh, let's just move on past it. We need to acknowledge it because what you're doing is wrong. I remember when I worked... um I used to work in college admissions and we we had a lot of conversations about diversity because that that's you know that's one of the statistics that they'll put on a college uh, brochure or a college pamphlet mm-hmm. is they'll do a student body breakdown and let you know what percentage of your student body um, come from minority backgrounds so that you can figure out how diverse that student body population is and I remember what I learned in those three years was that it takes intentional effort in order to to increase diversity anywhere, certainly at a college campus, meaning that you have to really make sure that you're making a concerted effort to reach out to underrepresented communities and minorities and trying to bring them in intentionally. Because if you just wait by happenstance, mm-hmm. a white school will probably stay a largely white school for a very long time. But on, on top of that, too, not just for the numbers, but you know, this being at an academic institution where we're trying to you want that entire four-year experience to be a culturing educational experience. And it is more culturing and educational if you have more people from more walks of life that are represented because then very naturally the conversation changes during Q&A and a lecture if you have a diverse group of students who are learning from a professor. The same thing at a lunchroom in the cafeteria, a dorm room in the dorm halls. And it takes a real intentional effort. So what she is talking about is... It's true. They do this in the NFL now. They call it the Rooney Rule, the Art Rooney Rule. I believe it was one of the Rooney's, uh, one of the presidents of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who put um, into writing that any NFL team who hires an NFL coach now, they have to um, at least have have at least one interview with a black coach or a, a, a coach uh, who is a person of color, of some minority represented, so that they can just intentionally say, we are making sure that we're reaching out to these voices. And it's a slow shift that'll happen, but it's only done with really intentional, direct effort. Right, right. And hopefully things are about to go in that direction. Right. There's yeah. a hashtag right now 
mm-hmm. uh, Dawn, that you uh, picked up on. Yes. So um, as this is a means of exposing the book advance imbalance of white and black authors. Mm. There is a novelist named L.L. McKinney. She is a black urban fantasy novelist. And oh, she fun. started the hashtag publishing paid me. And oh. it aims at holding publishing houses accountable for why black authors don't receive the same advances as their white peers. So she asked authors to post what they made in their advances, and authors are doing this, uh, black authors and white authors, to expose how much they got in an advance. Now, advances are um, not royalties, but advances, obviously, the word advance, it's a payment that you receive when they're still in development phase right. of writing the book. Okay. So it's not taxed yet or anything like that. But it shows the potential of what the publishers think the book will potentially make. And it's based on their perception of what that book will make. So this is all being exposed now. People are uncomfortable with it, but they're also a lot of authors are just doing it anyway. They're saying this is uncomfortable, but this is what I made for this book. And then my second book and my hmm. third book, it's, it's interesting. Great. I think especially if you see, because obviously there are a lot more established authors, both That's black and white. Thing. Right. And you can see like, okay, my first book was 5,000. For my second book, you know, you got to look up the book and see how well it did. My second book was 20,000. My third was 50,000. But then you will see a black author with maybe the same success doesn't get as much in an advance. Hmm. Wow, I really want to take a look at this. Yeah, publishing, hashtag publishing paid me. You know, I really, I'm, I am I feel good that people are really paying attention right now. And I have to say, if there is some kind of silver lining to come out of the, the coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. I don't know that everybody would be paying as much attention True. if sports were still going on, if people could still go to movie theaters, if people were still getting together. I think... The fact that people have been kind of stuck at home for the most part has forced them to pay attention because you can't avoid it on the news. All right. You know, and I feel like that, again, if you had to find a silver lining, I think that's that's one because this could have very easily just gone the way of every other incident. Um, So, well, and I I do like like the idea that they are. you know, this is this is all starting, of course, on the the heels of George Floyd's death and looking at uh, police brutality and and things like that. But I I appreciate that it's expanding outward into just other areas because it's not just in the world of how police treat the black community, right? But it's it's all sorts of other ways that we want to make sure that there is um, equal representation and that they are. That there is a, I don't know, just more of an even playing field for everybody. So this is this is cool that they're saying this is hidden, this is in the shadows. Let's all talk about it and sort of rob the power away. And I think give leverage back to minorities out there. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve show, an artist performed pop and circumstance during that special for graduates and did so on the flute. See if you can guess who it was. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.